everybody. I hope you're doing well. This is Sigma Chris on the Sigma Chris Show. It's been a while. It has been a while. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you're succeeding in whatever this grand thing called life is presenting you at the moment. Whether that be with your health, finances, career, family... There's been a lot of things going on in my life personally, for sure. And to spare all the you know, the, the time gap of the last three months, uh, everything is going well. I'm currently getting over being a little bit sick, so you may hear me sniff every now and again with some congestion. But uh, all in all, everything is well. Um, been very productive, been very successful a lot of different things going on right now but I guess more recently just to kind of bring you up to speed and uh, I think it's important too that you know anytime that there's these gaps in time to make sure I, I don't apologize just because we all have things going on in life right so uh, whether it be for work, family, friends, other ventures. So that's one thing you won't find me doing is uh, apologizing. So, But I guess in a more recent update, um, work is going extremely well. We're trending very positively. A lot of changes are being made. Um, with that comes accolades and promotions and things like that so that's great personally my wife and I just recently celebrated our 11th year anniversary so that's pretty awesome to celebrate we went to the uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival over there in Alton Virginia which all in all was a good time saw a lot of great bands great environment good people there got to see a lot of bands that I've never seen before I've always wanted to see So yeah, all in all, it was a great experience. It was a four-day festival, um, outdoors, obviously. Got to see some some really killer bands. Finally got to see Thrice play. Saw A Day to Remember. Um, Dragged Under was awesome. Slipknot was great. Um, I really enjoyed watching Ice Nine Kills. I think they're a cool band. So yeah, all in all, I, I really enjoyed myself. And maybe I could do an episode on that, just kind of recapping that. But uh, today I, I wanted to kind of go over something that was uh, pretty profound, and I'll give you the backstory. Um, obviously, we know the last few years under this current administration has not been as well received as probably those who may have had the best of intentions or wanted to believe that <clears throat> four years without orange man bad would provide this this dream utopia that the left continues to propagate which those who have any semblance of common sense know that where we are as a country with 8.3% inflation is probably not the utopia that we were led to believe so 
to set this up for you, I'm currently sitting in bed in a, in a dark room right now. Not because I'm like a brooding goth kid who's writing poetry and thinking about why life is meaningless. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in a dark room because I, I scratched the ever-living shit out of my cornea a couple of days ago. And it was something silly. Um, I had a, a contact lens that was, I guess, a little too dried out. And while it gave me some mild irritation, it, it didn't didn't bother me to the extent that I had, you know, hindsight being 2020, I should have just taken the damn thing out. But um, I took the contact lens out the other day and just immediately felt this sharp pain in my eye. And I was like, okay, well, it's probably just a little dry and my eye just needs to, you know, just needs to heal. You know, it's probably just going to be irritated. Well, my vision in my right eye became very cloudy. And then over the course of the afternoon, it just kept progressively getting worse, getting worse, getting worse to the point where I couldn't even open my right eye. And then eventually I couldn't even open my left eye because the strain of me moving my left eye or even attempting to open my left eye caused so much pain in my right eye. It felt like somebody was literally taking, the way I can equate it is like taking skewers and just constantly poking me in my right eyeball. Not fun. So finally, it got to a point where I was so visibly in pain, my wife said, we're going to urgent care. So we go to urgent care. They put this uh, numbing agent in there. And <laughs> bless the lady's heart that was checking us in. We get there. I'm, I'm visibly in pain. They want you to still wear the mask at the urgent care, even though their illustrious leader and supreme overlord um, Palpatine Biden has stated that COVID is basically over. Okay, I'll I'll concede the mass thing in a hospital environment. I've kind of stood by that stance anyway. I don't even remember the last time I wore a mask, to be honest with you. But in this case, I was in so much pain, I didn't care. But <laughs> the late I, I had it below my nose, and immediately the lady's like, "Oh, you gotta wear it over your nose." She's like, unless you want to catch COVID. And I immediately said, I don't believe in COVID. And that's kind of where, if anybody knows me, knows that I'm pretty polite and cordial in public. And I'm always, even if people say, you know, social contract faux pas, or they, they don't say the appropriate thing for the situation. They don't have situational awareness. I'll typically brush it off and not even care about it. But in this case, I'm the patient. I'm in tremendous amounts of pain. Shut the hell up <laughs> is the way that I felt. And it got increasingly worse because the lady that was checking us in started asking questions about COVID and the vaccine. And I was getting increasingly frustrated and fidgety because of it. And my wife eventually had to call me down and say, look, she's just, she has to do these things. And I said, I understand, but it has nothing to do with the pain in my right eye. 
So that's that's why I got so frustrated is because I understand she and, and, then, and then later the lady was like, well, you know, I have to ask these questions for everybody. I understand that. I think it's a stupid principle. I think it's a stupid again. I don't think in, in that particular situation, those types of questions are appropriate. Having a COVID vaccine or not has nothing to do with, it feels like somebody is literally clawing my right eyeball out. So, if, if there's anybody in the medical field that has some stroke of power, it would be nice if your people, you know, whether that be techs or nurses or even doctors, checking on patients or perceived patients you know if I'm coming to you and saying I have leprosy don't ask me about the fucking vaccine moving on so long story short they give me an antibiotic eye drop and some lubrication drops my wife goes and picks those up I, I take the drops and they essentially give me nothing for the pain itself. When I tell you guys that is some of the worst pain I've ever been in my life that first night, I have tattoos, I've had stitches in my head, I've uh, been in situations, in, in, in painful situations. I don't know if I've ever experienced pain like this. Thankfully now, very blessed, my right eye is open now and I can move it about a little bit. I'm still in the healing process. My, my vision is rather cloudy. Um, but when I tell you guys, this is some of the worst pain that I've ever experienced in my life. I was at one point literally on my knees and I'm not going to even try to attempt to sound like Billy Badass I was on my knees crying profusely because I was in so much pain I could barely sleep um, I, I essentially had to close both eyes in the darkest part of my house and just forcefully close them almost like if you were like in a scary movie, like if you want to close your eyes, like and you're really squinting and making sure you're not going to open your eyes. That's how, that's the only way that I could not experience pain. So finally I go see an eye doctor the next day, the next morning. And uh, they give me a better numbing agent in my eye. They just basically tell me, hey, you know, you've had a really, really scratched and messed up cornea lesson learned about dry contacts right slap on my wrist um but they give me a, a another script for some antibiotic drops and then they give me a script for lortab which is a narcotic and i tell you what guys that stuff knocked me in the dirt i'm a pretty lightweight as it comes to um pain medication anyway if if typically i ever prescribe some type of pain medication I take half of what the, the doctor says just because I'm a lightweight uh, but in this case because of the pain and because of the irritation um, I'm taking the prescribed dose it said one to two pills you know for for pain and I took it last night to try to help go to sleep and whoo did I sleep 
I slept really well. Now, with that, I bring you to the climax of the episode, the, 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 the reason why I wanted to do this episode. Um, as I said before, I'm a lightweight when it comes to this stuff, and if any of you have ever taken pain medication or if you've been hopped up on NyQuil when you're getting over a cold or uh, some type of sickness, you know that you get these weird freaking dreams, right? So, uh, the essential theme of this episode is I want to tell you guys about a dream that I had. And I think it's apropos to the current political climate and societal climate. So the dream that I have is me and my wife are at the rock festival again, but for some reason it's taking place inside of a venue at Washington that resembles, I guess, something that you would see in the Capitol or uh, some type of government building in D.C. And it's funny because, you know, we're one room we're watching a band play. If you've ever been to, like... Disney and you went to the Haunted Mansion ride where they have you in one room and then they move you into another room and then they move you to another room. That's kind of like how it was. It's like you'd watch one band and then they would shuffle you into another room and you'd go watch another one. So I think we were watching like Baroness play, which is one of my favorite bands. And then they move us into another room and me and my wife scoot up to the front and sure enough there's a podium there and Donald Trump gets up there and he starts giving a speech uh, again uh, I'm tripped up on narcotics at this point I think I was like 600 milligrams or something like that Aloratab I was I was spaced out but what was even crazier than that is that when he's done with a speech somehow or another for this podcast I get the ability and the privilege to give him an interview or have an interview with him a very short one but for some reason there's these other people that are involved as well that I've never met before and they remind me of all of these other famous podcasts that have these four four dudes that just ask these and I don't even know the name of the podcast but I've heard them before but basically any podcast that has like people around my age but they still use phrases like cap and fire and stupid shit like that like oh it's cap bro that's cap okay you're 30 years old and you're white shut the hell up but they were trying to interview donald trump in that sense and ask him questions like that and i'm not saying that i am any intellectual guru or anything like that but i was really trying to ask some questions about the upcoming election some policies put into place, why people have this perceived notion that he is, you know, Adolf Hitler incarnate. So we go through the interview and he actually like thanks me for the questions and he's very polite. He he gives my questions some thought and we talk about the and I can't remember everything exactly, but I remember this whole notion of climate change was brought up. Of course, the economy was brought up. Um, conservative values were brought up, things like that. Um, I did bring up why he won't get along with Ron DeSantis. Um, I can't remember what he said, but <laughs> it was just funny how I kind of challenged him because, you know, I've been kind of a proponent for Ron DeSantis over the last two years, and uh, 
quite frankly. I would probably prefer him to run instead of Donald Trump. But anyway, we go through all these questions and then I get ready to wrap up. And I remember distinctly saying the following so much to the point that I actually woke up and I typed it on my phone because I thought that it was it was powerful and I thought that anybody listening and I wish that this particular version of Donald Trump would manifest into reality because I think that that would squash a lot of the perceived issues so this is what I and I spoke this to him but again, it woke me up out of a sleep, out of a dead sleep, that I just, I remembered everything, and I typed it, which doesn't happen very often. Um, in the past, I've been able to lucid dream, which, <clears throat> if you don't know what that is, it's basically where you have very vivid dreams, and you can remember and recall instances, or you can change and manipulate the reality around you. Um, I think probably the most powerful one that I've ever had is that I was able to kind of like if you were playing an RPG, like I was able to just move about as freely as I wanted to. I was able to move things around as I wanted to, and I was able to fly anyway, um, just research lucid dreaming. And you've probably experienced that at some point in your life. Um, for whatever reason, I just can't do it as much as I used to when I was younger. But I said this statement to, to Trump, and he kind of paused, and he was very thankful that I spoke up and, and discussed these things. So, uh, anyway, this, this is more about me saying this and maybe offering some different perspective. So this is what I said. I said, Mr. President, I want to thank you again for this time you've shared with me this morning. The poise and patience that you've shown during the course of our time together has been appreciated and hopefully has not, gone, has not gone unnoticed to those listening. I hope to hear a man whom is not the tyrant and villain that the mainstream media has made him out to be, but rather a God-loving and fearing leader who only wants what is best for this country and those who embrace its fundamental values of liberty and justice for all. I pray that you will also deploy these tactics of poise and patience when it is time to face an inferior and incompetent opponent in every sense of the word, come 2023. As objectively as I can make this statement, I can find no other example of such weak leadership and incompetence in my lifetime that even comes close to that of this current administration. I won't even say the gentleman's name because that's how little respect I have for him and those surrounding his position, which can be debated in some form or fashion, was unjustly awarded. I pray that this country has seen through the charade that is leftist ideology and the agenda it, it propagates. I pray that those who've let me start that over. I pray that those who've participated in spreading said agendas will work through the process of regaining their soul and spine in the attempt to reclaim this country and remold it back into the image of conservative values, healthy competition, pride in one's work, and unbridled liberty. Thank you again, and I wish you nothing but good health and luck. So, again, that statement was more or less about maybe <laughs> if somehow or another he was to change his tactics, maybe that would win over more people, right? Because as we can tell from this last election, again, if you want to debate how that all went down, if it was rigged or whatever, 
you know, we can't change the past. But we no doubt saw that people's emotions superseded that of common logic and the overall good for this country. There's nothing wrong with an America first agenda because if you look around the world, many world leaders have that same exact agenda and policy. That's what helps keep, keeps us in such uh, a powerhouse position. So, I don't know. I, I just thought that it was something interesting. And again, I don't have too many of those dreams where I'm able to recall such vivid detail. But again, this woke me up at, at such, out, out of such a deep sleep that I just felt like I had to take those notes and I just had to share it. So, there's really nothing for you to take away from this. I just thought it was something interesting to share. Maybe it will um, give you some perspective and, and maybe either do some more research or rethink your positions. Um, I've been watching some documentaries about World War One and World War Two, and more specifically, it focusing on um, Vladimir Lenin Joseph Stalin's positioning uh, for the wars themselves, but also their policies for communist Russia and how many deaths they're either intentionally or inadvertently responsible for and how the whole Bolshevik revolution really crippled that country's spirit in terms of the human spirit. If you look at the Red Terror, if you look at the wheat shortage, because Russia essentially moved into a collectivist central ideology, and it's it's principled out of Marxism is really what it comes out of. But anyway, it's very interesting how. And there's documents, there's images, there's very horrifying images of people being <clears throat> shot and executed, people being starved to death. There's also a video I saw where essentially they would gut somebody and make them run around like a pole until they're intestine. It's pretty gory, actually. But to think that that only happened a hundred years ago and how crazy people can be just to achieve their agenda and their ideology. We do not need to move towards any form or fashion of collectivism or socialism or communism. Anyway, I plan on doing an episode about that particular documentary. Um, I also plan on kind of giving a recap of what I've read so far in the Gulag Archipelago, which I think should probably be required reading for any person who is a sympathizer of Marxism or communism. 
just look at that perspective and see hmm, these are people's lives that were destroyed and shattered because of fear from those in power during the time of collectivism and communism anyway getting off track here but uh i plan on doing some more episodes here in the near future again i hope you guys are all doing well thank you for listening sorry i went off on some tangents there but i do appreciate your support and share this with somebody if you found anything of value out of it again uh narcotic dreams are interesting to say the least (laughs) so thank you guys so much like and share this and i will talk to you next time thanks